Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Welcome back into the MD's Fantasy Football Show. And thank you for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Subscribe if you have not done so already. Hit the bell notification so we get notified whenever we have new content available to you. It is Thursday night, and we have done an episode every Thursday night, minus the two weeks I was on vacation, since like last January. We only got two left, though, and we are going to wind up taking a break. Actually, I shouldn't even say taking a break. The MD's Fantasy Football Show is going to disperse. It's going to cease, but it's okay, because we're going to come back with something better, bigger, and newer in the new year. That's what you had to look forward to. But we have a couple of weeks left of the playoffs. And tonight's a very important episode because it is the injury inquiries we have to know, not just for this week, which I know for some of you is, you know, it's, it's, it's playoff time for pretty much everybody. It's do or die time. Some of us have bye weeks. Some of you who win, you want to know what players you're going to have available to you in your playoff run. Tonight's going to be not just about this week. So that's what you have to look forward to today. But we do have Danielle Dubois in the building. Danielle, it's been forever since I've seen you. How you doing? Yeah, it's been a hot minute. It feels like it's been at least a decade, <laughs> but I'm doing well. And I'm excited to get in here because I need some advice going into the playoffs as well. So I'm excited. <laughs> well, to that end, because the number one advice giver is going to be our special guest of the evening. Let's introduce him properly, shall we? And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. He's the number one medical expert in all of fantasy sports, host of the Injured List podcast, Mr. Brian Scott! Oh, Thank yeah. You. Thank you. Take it down. We got a big, we got a lot to get to, people. <laughs> Brian, what's going on, man? Well, um, tonight's show is with a bittersweet, somber mood for me because the wheels are falling off in all four of my fantasy leagues right now for me because of injuries. God damn it. <laughs> you're the medical expert. You're supposed to stop these things from happening. You're killing me, Brian. You're sleeping on the job. All year, I've I've avoided it. I've been on top of it. I've I've gotten lucky, of course, as we all do sometimes, and it has caught up with me. 
like never before. I am sunk in at least three of these leagues. One, I'm still hopeful, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, I'm going to be in the same boat. There's going to be a lot of personal interest you guys are going to find out during this show. Don't you worry. We are all in the same boat together trying to figure this out, what our pivot options are going to be. So hopefully, Danielle and myself will be able to help you out with that aspect. But Brian, let's dive into it because we have a lot we need to break down. about how i feel right now too yeah uh, this first one uh danielle we're already screwed on anyway for this year it's more of an extra question but who are we talking about here we're talking about justin herbert and his finger injury yeah i mean just pick any player on the offensive side of the ball for the chargers and i think they're all screwed which means we're all screwed um i've got eckler and i don't think he's even doing anything tonight so that doesn't help the situation for me because my running backs are are hurting pretty bad, but they actually talked a little bit about Herbert's injury. He sounds like he fractured his finger, had to have some pins um, put in to hold everything in place. He's got a monster of a splint on his hand and, um, you know, done for the season, but they're optimistic that there will be no long-term issues uh, heading into next year and he should have a full recovery. Um, it must've been bad enough because they were pretty quick to pull the trigger and fix it surgically. So it must've been kind of a no brainer situation and an injury that, you know, there was just no way they could avoid doing surgery, which can happen. So it's unfortunate for him. Uh, he has not missed much time due to injuries. Uh, unfortunately, this one uh, was significant enough that it cost him the season. Yeah. And now we have Easton stick who uh, Brian just laid out. We're, of course we're doing, if you're listening on the podcast, we always go live at nine 30, which is about the halftime mark of the Thursday night game. And right now it's like 28 to nothing. The Raiders are up. The Chargers barely had the ball because they keep turning the damn thing over. And these sticks only had like 13 attempts. And it's just, it's been very, very, very ugly on the Chargers side. We'll see if it gets a little bit better in the second half, but I can't even evaluate Easton stick accurately in any kind of capacity because he's throwing to to Darius Smart and you know got Josh Palmer off of an injury and, and God knows what and because there's no Keenan Allen out there we'll get to him in a little bit later but yeah I, I can't even I can't even, all, all I want is Austin Eckler to get 26 yards receiving which in a game script like this I think we should that's all that's all I need to be able to catch the prop from yesterday that's that's so second half come on let's let's get that together please um yeah Danielle <laughs> let's, let's let's just talk about our next guy because maybe he's got some more hope later yes we have CJ Stroud and his concussion yeah this isn't looking good either um he hasn't practiced yet this week was taken out of the game against the Jets with a concussion. And uh, as you know, you can't progress through the concussion protocol until you've been able to display that you can get through some physical exertion and practices symptom-free. So with uh, only one day left here, it's not looking too good. Justin Herbert, CJ Stroud, we weren't we weren't depending on them for a fantasy playoff run, were we, Danielle? Not not at all, no, right? They're not important quarterbacks at all. Not, not even not even not even the slightest. At least with Stroud and a concussion, I mean if you're lucky enough to get past this first round, he's, I would hope he's available to you week 16. So, And the Houston Texans still have a lot to play for. This is not a situation where I have any fear of a player getting shut down. So that, that's, I guess, the good news uh, from, from that standpoint. Uh, but yeah, Brian, like you said, not looking great for this week. 
We know what Davis Mills is. I don't. I don't have to see him play to know that he stinks. So, uh, <laughs> I can vouch as a Giants fan. I can vouch. I I don't know. I got Noah Brown right now ranked as wide receiver thirty three. Danielle, he's probably going to move down a few spots if CJ Stroud cannot go. Uh, would you play him if, if you know it's going to be Davis Mills as a flex play in a week like this? They are playing Tennessee Titans. It's a good matchup on paper. It is a good matchup on paper. I am just a little bit hesitant playing him in that spot just because if it was a little bit earlier on in the season, I would say maybe you can kind of take the risk a little bit, but it is starting around playoffs and everything. And one move like that where your team will fall if one guy doesn't show up and it's not a time for that to happen. So I'm a little bit hesitant saying to put him in, in that spot, but obviously it depends on your team. And if for some reason that's the best option, then Go for it. I wouldn't be too nervous, but it's just a little bit hazy for me. It's just funny because my knee-jerk reaction here would be to give the advice of, well, don't trust somebody you can't trust who's throwing the football, but that's half the league, maybe even two-thirds of the league at this point. So we're kind of all in that scenario no matter what you're doing anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it just makes it a tough situation. What we got up next? Geno Smith and his groin injury. Yeah, so he uh, practiced today, uh, looked good apparently, and said he felt pretty good. Uh, actually, he said, quote, I feel great. So it sounds like uh, with their Monday night football game, giving him that extra day, he's expecting to return, which is good news for the Seahawks. It's good news to the Seahawks. Good news for DK Metcalf. Good news for everybody involved because you got a great match against an Eagles secondary who might not even have Darius Slay. I know we don't really cover defensive injuries here, but something to pay attention to. That decimated secondary might be even more decimated come Monday night. So like that, Geno Smith could be a streaming option, especially with the quarterbacks not available this week. So I would keep all of that in mind. DK Metcalf actually a top 10 wide receiver for me this week. Given that I expect... Geno Smith to actually be able to go. Here's a question for you, Danielle. And this is this is actually not a personal question for me, but it's a question I've been seeing quite a bit of. And I'm curious to get your take. Would you go with Trevor Lawrence this week, who is at home but playing the Baltimore Ravens, or Geno Smith against the Philadelphia Eagles, who's been a little bit more questionable because Lawrence has been on kind of a heater as of late? Which one would you go with there? That's a tough one. Um both are extremely good teams that they're playing against. We've seen the Ravens just kind of feel like come out of nowhere. Um, I honestly personally would take Gino a little bit more than Trevor. Um, and I don't have them in, them in any of my leagues, but I think I personally just have a little bit more faith and more trust in Gino right now. Um, I feel like they have a little bit more to play for right now as well. But yeah, I, I feel confident saying Smith. Okay, I like that. I have Trevor Lawrence ranked two spots ahead of Geno, but it's very, very close. And it's more, I have Lawrence as a higher floor. And he impressed me on one leg against a good Cleveland Browns defense. He still put up a QB 11 to finish last week. And, and this week is going to be at home. The only way you can move the ball is against the Ravens. So even though it's not a great matchup on paper, it's not a matchup that terrifies me all that much. Uh, but Geno, I think, definitely has the higher upside. So this could be a the matchup-dependent situation, especially given the matchups this week. All right, so who's the last guy that I just wanted to throw out here? Not that we care for fantasy purposes, but just I, haven't get, I didn't get a chance to talk to Brian about this one. So well, who's the last guy here? Kenny Pickett and his ankle. Yeah, so he had a pretty significant high ankle sprain, so much so that they did surgery, I think, last week um, to repair the ligaments that were injured. This this is what you hear when you hear about the tightrope procedure. That's likely what he had. Good news is the outcomes from this are very good. 
Most guys will make a full recovery fairly quickly, actually. If they go far into playoffs, there might even be a chance that he can make it back and, per, and, and play and contribute. But I think that would be a little bit too optimistic. Um, so I, I'm not so sure we'll see him back, even if the Steelers can make it pretty far. But good news is this shouldn't cause any long-term issues. He should be good as new, healthy to go next year. Don't worry. Trubisky will torpedo any chances they have in the postseason <laughs> this, this Saturday. I, I have absolutely no doubts about that. All right, let's talk about some running backs here. It's bad. It's so bad. There's blood everywhere. All right, so who's first up on our list, Danielle? We have Josh Jacobs and another ankle injury. Yeah, and he's out tonight, right? He is. He, he was. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't playing tonight. We already knew that. So this now is said, was it wasn't an ankle though, because I thought I saw something well, about it. This was an ankle issue? early in the week. It was listed right. with an ankle injury. Then they wound up rolling him out today, being listed with a quad issue. Yeah. Is got listed with. So it was kind of a back and forth situation. Yeah, I think this has more to do with just a quick turnaround for with the Thursday night game than anything. Probably he just wasn't feeling a hundred percent. They probably didn't want to risk it, um, knowing they were going against a. Um, Chargers team without Justin Herbert, they probably felt a little confident giving him some rest, and it seems to be paying off. <laughs> I don't know if Brandon Staley makes it out of the building tonight in Vegas. I, I don't know if that actually happens. This is setting up very much like a mm, we were going to let you finish out the season until this happened kind of deal. That's what this game's setting up to be right now. Again, we'll see in the half. Just come on, Eckler, 26 and a half receiver. That's all I need. Uh, but you, so you do think Josh Jacobs has a decent chance of coming back next week for the teams who are able to move on in their playoff? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Okay, well, so that's good news, at least. We'll, we'll take that at this point. What about Devon Achan? Uh, I'm sorry, I just stepped on Danielle's toes. Speaking yeah. <laughs> of toes, Devon Achan kind of sitting on this one a little bit. What's going on with him? Well, I mean, he's been banged up all year, man, this poor dude, after having like an explosive start to the season when called upon. He's dealing with some type of toe issue. Could be a turf toe, which, if that's the case, is not good. He's locked two um, DNPs. Did not practice this week so far in preparation for the Jets. So if he could get down the field and test it out, he might be available. But, you know, it's the Jets. So do you risk it? Do you really play in that game? I'm not so sure. But given their recent loss with the importance now of this game, um, maybe he does suit up. We'll have to see what he does tomorrow in practice and whether or not he's available. It could be a true game time decision here. Yeah, I think it will be. Look, he's such a small guy. I honestly think, like, because the Dolphins do need a win here. I, I think you're, if you want any chance to compete for that one seed, you still have to stay at least within a game or so of the Baltimore Ravens. So I do think if he's healthy enough to play, they have enough motivation at least to play. But he's such a small guy when he gets banged up like this and he's so dependent on his speed. I think if he's hindered at all, and this is my problem with Devon A. Chan, I don't think he plays. And this is why I wasn't as big on this guy. But he's been an explosive little toy. Danielle, if he's going to go, the Jets have been susceptible to the run all year. I still have him ranked as a top 18 running back. That's too high, too low. What do you think if he's able to go? If he's able to go, we've seen the fire that he brings and the kind of talent that he has. And I think on paper, it is a great matchup for him. Also, if for some reason he does not play and they decide not to play him because it's best, you also have Ricky Mostert, who's had an incredible season as well and is another great option. Obviously, probably taken on most teams, but um, it would be a really good thing for Mostert um, as he would get most of the carries. So, 
Well, you mentioned Mostert. Whether Devon Achan plays or not, I got him ranked in my top 10 this week. Uh, definitely expecting a big week out of him, have him as an RB1. Uh, what do we got up next? Alexander Madison and his ankle. Uh, this is a personal one for me. Um, he's out. Uh, he didn't practice this week with an ankle injury. Uh, they got a Saturday game. What, what, where the hell's with those only Saturday games all of a sudden? Well, this is the this, time. This is the time. So you get the, you get that lull. So what happens uh, is the college playoff is about to kick off, but you have this lull before you start to getting all the bowl games. So this is where the NFL for the next three weeks terrible. are going to be jam packing all these Saturday games. Until terrible get idea. It doesn't help for injuries, and it doesn't help my fantasy teams. He's out. I'm pissed. That's the end of this one. <laughs> so I, I'm going to take that as you did not get Ty Chandler. <laughs> that's, that's <all> <laughs> I can't get anybody in any league anymore. All the free agents are swiped up, man. There's nobody available. <laughs> all right. So he did not get Ty Chandler. Speaking of Ty Chandler, I haven't updated my rankings yet to reflect the fact that Alexander Madison is out of this one officially. So I, I commented yesterday in the show, and Daniel, I know you were watching because you're, you know, you do what you're supposed to do, and that's watch the show when you're even when you're away. I'm just kidding. I know you don't. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, what I did say yesterday was that I was going to move him up ahead of Devin Singletary at RB26. So my question is to you that I would still make him an RB3. If he's in line for all this work, do you think Ty Chandler should be an RB2 or is he just stay a flex play in your book? Because that could dictate what kind of start-sit matchups people want to do. Maybe they still don't want to start a Ty Chandler if he's still an RB3. Depends on what options you have. So what would you do there? That is kind of a tough question, but personally, I would start him as that RB3 slash flex player. I... The obvious, oh, it's so hard though because I want to say that and as I'm saying that I'm realizing oh my god all the running backs are hurt <laughs> so you might be forced to move him up into that two spot but I would feel okay and comfortable with upgrading him to that it is kind of a verge where he's kind of teetering um but if he's going to get most of the carries as well because of injuries and everything um I wouldn't feel bad about putting him in that two spot because of everything that's happening yeah, I mean, the way it kind of ultimately comes down to it is that we'll tie Chandler as the lead back because they don't have much talent behind him. Uh, he should be aligned for 15 touches. Some of those should be receptions. So that's kind of what we wind up going. I wish the Texas, because Devin Singletary thing was a personal one for me in the, in the fact of not necessarily a personal one, like I have a bunch of shares of Devin Singletary, but because ranking him has been a royal pain in my ass because the Texans won't just stick with the guy and they go from one week to like, we have to get Damian Pierce involved to the following week of like, well, Devin Singletary is a better back, so we're going to get him involved. It's just a mess over there. So it's just, it's annoying. So I'm flipping back and forth between him and a Ty Chandler and, it might have to be a Ty Chandler this week for me ahead of him, which would make him pretty much a borderline start. But uh, anyway, I digress. Who do we got next? We have Brian Robinson and his hamstring injury. Yeah, so second day in a row today, he did not practice with this hamstring issue. I think by now, most of your listeners and you guys know where I stand on hamstrings. If they don't get a full practice in before game time, there's really no other way to test it out. And they're in my book, at the very most doubtful, which carries with it a 75% chance they don't play. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> not great because another guy we've kind of been depending on to be a top 20 running back week in, week out. So now, Danielle, we got the problem of, okay, they came, they went into the bye. If Brian Robinson comes out, he doesn't practice two days in a row, then you pretty much knew in the bye week that you weren't going to have. 
So the, the game plan, because when we when we when we left them off before the bye week, it was all the Antonio Gibson show. But we know if Chris Rodriguez has gotten himself involved in different parts throughout this season when given the opportunity to do so. It's pretty much the same Tyler Ty Chandler question, essentially. Does Antonio Gibson bounce from being an RB3 to an RB2 in your books? Do you think he's going to be the guy? Or is your expectation that there's going to be a split between Gibson and Rodriguez? The commander's offense is so hard to pinpoint because I feel like they kind of it, it varies kind of throughout each week. It's obviously whatever works for them, it works, but I personally think Gibson will get more of the carries than most of them, and I'd feel very comfortable starting him. I'm also just on the Gibson train here. Like, I love having him. Um, so I, I'm i personally thinking that they're going to lean towards him, but I, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Rodriguez also is getting some of that share and kind of going a more 50-50 route. But I personally think they'll stick with Gibson this week. I think the logical route, and I stress the logical route because that doesn't really mean anything when it comes to actual coaching and what they try to do on Sunday. But the logical route, in my opinion, would be that Chris Rodriguez gets somewhere between eight and 10 carries. And because that this game is going to be, I think, a higher scoring game, they're going up against the Los Angeles Rams. Their offense has been clicking. Washington can't stop anybody anyway. And I talked about this yesterday. Sam Howe's A dot has regressed over the past six weeks to the point now where he's become basically a check down quarterback, which is what I thought he was the entire time. He was throwing me for a loop earlier on the season when he was actually throwing the ball downfield. I think that all bodes well for Antonio Gibson to get involved, especially in the passing game and get those check downs. So I think Antonio Gibson, the sneaky little play, I have, I have him actually in a lot of DFS shares uh, going into this weekend because of that. But I do think he's somebody you can play on and pivot to quite easily in this one. And I think will be at least a high in RB3 floating around that low in RB2 territory, at least in my opinion. That's where I have him right. What do you got? What do we got next? We've got two guys really next on the same team. Yeah, we have Aaron Jones and his knee, and then A.J. Dillon with his thumb. Yeah, so Aaron Jones is actually trending upwards. It looks like he got a limited practice in the last two days. Reports are saying that he's confident that he'll be ready this weekend, coming back off this MCL sprain. He's missed a few weeks. Sounds very promising. I think we actually have a better chance seeing him than A.J. Dillon, who apparently fractured his thumb during the final drive of the game against the Giants this past weekend and was seen sitting on the sideline today during practice with a big splint on his hand. He hasn't missed any games due to injury throughout his career, which is pretty impressive. But this could be the first. I mean, I don't know how you're going to carry the ball and protect it with a cast or a splint like that on your hand. Um, it's going to severely limit his ability to switch hands as he gets closer to the sideline, which could pose a target on his back and for defenders trying to swipe the ball from him. So... My guess is that if Aaron Jones can come back, which it looks like he might be, then A.J. Dillon might not be playing this one. Well, so here's my question to you, because I was looking forward to this one. With a fractured thumb, how long does that take to heal? Because I feel like with A.J. Dillon, with this injury, especially as a running back, this can't be just this week. Well, so the, the, the question is really what type of fracture it was and where in the thumb. If it's more like one of those ligament injuries, which causes a fracture, that you could probably play through within a week or two splinted of course or braced if it's if it's a different type of fracture where you got to really stabilize it and allow the bone to heal that could take anywhere between four to six weeks that could pose more of an issue 
with the thumb, typically what you see is more of that ligamentous type injury where the ligament tears and pulls a piece of bone off with it. That's not one where you're so concerned about making the bone heal as much as the soft tissue. But with those type of injuries, you can usually place through it um, after a week or two if you give it time to heal at least a little bit, start the scar in. So it's a little bit, I mean, it's very dependent on what type of fracture, what the exact injury is. All they've reported is fractured thumb. So not exactly sure, but um, either way, I would expect to see him practicing before a game just to get used to having something on his hand and carrying the ball. So until he gets on the field, I'm hesitant to say he's going to be ready. And he was not ready today. And he was on the sidelines. So, Daniel, this is how uh, crazy in the weeds I'm having to get when projecting some of these guys. Patrick Taylor is actually going to be somebody I think I need to suggest people pick up. Aaron Jones already had a couple setbacks with his knee this year. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. He comes out there, does it again, has another setback. And we've already seen Patrick Taylor pretty much from a snap count perspective. He only had two less snaps than A.J. Dillon did in that game on Monday night and took all the passing down work. If you're in a full-point PPR league, this is only for full-point PPR, half-point PPR standard, forget it. But if you're in a full-point PPR league, Am I crazy for saying Patrick Taylor might be a top 36 running back? <laughs> oh, that's so like weird to talk about. And that's not a name yeah. I'd ever like think about throwing out there for fantasy. But top 36, a lot of running backs, and there's a lot of running backs hurt. So I'm not gonna say you're crazy for that. <laughs> At the I think, very least, if you got the roster spot, you can roster them. That, at the very, yeah. very, we'll see at the very least, you're not you're not too crazy for that one. But man, is it a weird year for fantasy if we're talking that way? How weird it is! So weird. But I'm looking at their schedule too. It's not even necessarily this week coming up that I'm looking at. It's it's next week. If, if Brian, if it wants to be the thumb injury for the ladder, where it's you know AJ Dillon's going to miss another game, and we don't know how Aaron Jones is going to hold up with the knee issue. Play Carolina next week. Like I'll play. I'll play any running back against Carolina right now. So it, it's, it's 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 what makes it interesting. Uh, what we got up next? We have Jerome Ford and his wrist. Not exactly sure what the injury is, but he's had two days of limited participation in practice, which is a good sign that he's making progress and should be available. Factor in the fact that Kareem Hunt missed practice yesterday with some type of groin injury. Not exactly sure what that is injury is either, but you know I would have Ford higher up on my list of being available than Hunt at this point, given his is just a, a wrist injury, which you can protect and brace up rather than a lower extremity injury as a running back. So, well, the Hunt thing, and the reason why Hunt's not on my list here is because they have gone back and forth between a knee and a groin like every week to you know, <laughs> of what as to why he doesn't practice on Wednesday. So I don't even know if it's a real injury. It to might be honest be. with you. Yeah. Um, so they that, just got to put something down on that injury report if the guy's out. Yeah. And but they can put rest, which is interesting. They can say rest. They can. Um, so and they don't, so I'm not do sure. That. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know why. Like, some teams do. But a and lot this, of you know, this could be a, a little bit of the kind of misdirection that goes on in the league where guys are trying to get, get and gain a competitive edge. Who knows? Because I'm sure the other defense is petrified <laughs> as whether Kareem Hunt's going to be on the field or not at this point in his career. I'm, I'm sure that's, that's the big advantage <laughs> they got going on right now. Jeez Louise. All right. So uh, we're playing Jerome Ford if he's available. So, Danielle, what's our next guy? Najee Harris and his knee. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with his knee. He didn't practice yesterday in preparation for their Saturday game, 
Um, but he, no. did, he did the same thing last week and played in their Sunday game. So hopefully that extra day doesn't hurt him and he's able to go again this weekend. I don't want him to go this weekend. Danielle, <laughs> help me out here. Help me make sense of this. You have one player who gets seven yards to carry. And so, like every time he touches the freaking ball, you have another player who, even when he's healthy, can't get to the line of scrimmage. And now he's banged up with a knee issue on top of it. Make it make sense to me why Jalen Warren will get the ball more. I, I I don't understand the way that their offense has been trying to work. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And I don't know if it's just because Najee Harris, when he got drafted, is like, oh my God, that's Najee Harris. Like he's gonna be the next. Like so many people, I mean, at least that I know that at least care about the Steelers, were like he's the next big running back like he is and he so i i don't know i've just been very underwhelmed to say the least from what i've seen from him so i don't know if it's something with like oh it's the big name and this is what he should be doing like he should be putting up these numbers but just play who's doing better it's really that simple who's who's going further yeah, I mean, to add insult to injury here, it, it, I thought maybe getting rid of Matt Canada would help things. No, it's gone the exact opposite way where Najee Harris all of a sudden plays more now and more critical situations that you need for fantasy points than Jalen Warren does. doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense. I hate the Steelers so much right now. All right, let's go <laughs> to our next section. All right, so this is where it gets personal because I have this player in like every league I'm in the playoffs. <laughs> <in. laughs> I tried to warn you at the early early onset of the season here, Dan. So try to warn you. He's a big reason why I'm here. But Daniel, who are we talking about? We're talking about Keenan Allen and his heel. Now, I, before you get into it, I will say the good news is every league I have him in, I have a buy this week. So this is what I need from you. I need you to tell me he's coming back next week. That's what I need you to do. I think he is, man. I mean, we talk about a heel. We're talking about a heel. <laughs> um, I mean, there's not much you can injure in your heel. I mean, there's a few structures there. A lot of times those injuries are more chronic than they are acute. Um, unless we're talking about an Achilles rupture, which we know he didn't have. So... And surprisingly, this is the first game he's going to miss this year with an injury after compared to last season. So I, I think this is just a rest on a short week because they played um, tonight. Wait, who are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think we'll see him back next week. I, I think this is purely just a rest knowing that, you know, first game without Herbert Thursday night, short week. I think we'll see him back next weekend. Well, he, here's the debate, Danielle. It's that people are, are asking the Chargers are going nowhere. This thing's imploding. There's no more Justin Herbert. Does Keenan Allen try to come back at all? So I'll, I'll let you answer before I go into my reasoning. But do you think Keenan Allen's just shutting it down for the season? Or is it just he had a couple injuries? Like last three weeks, he's been listed with a injury leading up into the game. Give it a go. It was a short week. And is it just that he just needed a rest for this one? I feel like he just needed a rest for this one. It makes sense because of the short week and everything. Now, obviously, Chargers are kind of imploding, but that's beside the point. I think he still personally wants to play. I think – what's his contract at? Is he, is he coming up soon on a contract year? He, he could potentially be a free agent at the end of this year. Potentially. So 
that would be another reason for him to play if potentially he is going to. He obviously wants to make himself look great. So I don't think it would be one of those things where he's out for the rest of the season, but never know. I think the fact that there's still, <clears throat> well, after this week, there'll be three games left of the regular season. Weeks 15, 16. No, no I'm sorry. But yeah, no, we're in week 15. So yes, three three games left in the regular season, 16, 17, and 18. If this was week 16, and we were asking about our championship weeks in week 17, I'd be a little bit more concerned. I think there's still too many games left on the table. And the big thing Keenan Allen set out to do this year, not only be a prolific player at the age of 31, which has been incredible, but show that he could still stay healthy in this time in his career as he's going on to maybe try to get one more decent payday out of somebody. And I think that's a big motivator right now. If he only misses one game this season, you can't really call Keenan Allen, even in his old age, injury prone. I think it's a big deal for this guy. So I do think as long as the heel is not an issue, he is going to come back next week. Maybe that's just me willing into existence. Whatever it takes. Come back week 16, buddy. Come back week 16. Wow. All right. This uh, this next one, thankfully, well, I don't know how thankful it is because I would have loved to have him all year. I don't have too many shares of this player, but it's a big name. Danielle, who we got on the list now? Tyreek Hill and his ankle. Oof. Well, this is personal because he's been my go-to guy all year, and I've got a bunch of other guys on this list that we haven't even gotten to yet. So I need him to play. I want him to play. I think he will. I think he will. The only downside here is because they played on Monday night, they've got a short week too. But, you know, he was able to come back and play in this game um, after missing like a quarter and a half. So it didn't sound like it was too serious. And with a big matchup again coming up for the number one seed here, they're going to need him. So I think we will see him. Depending on how the game unfolds, he might get a lit, like on a snap count or something. But I think that come game time, he'll be ready to go. And I think we should see him early on in the game, at the very least, depending on the outcome, that we'll kind of see how that plays out. But I think he's coming. Yeah, this is, this is a tough one. So, uh, Brian, let me ask you this. Did you see the video clip I did. of when he got hurt? Okay. I did. Because as you probably know, a lot of your other medical, medical, you know, <laughs> fellow medical experts on fantasy, they all think it was a high ankle sprain. That yeah. he got up from and sprinted off, you know, the field because he's Tyree Kill and he's an Correct. alien. Correct. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe it was. Maybe it was a mild one. Not every high ankle sprain is the worst ankle sprain in the world and means that you're out for extended periods of time. He, you know, the mechanism looked eerily similar to what a high ankle sprain mechanism would look like. But the good news was what when he got tackled, his momentum kind of carried him forward. His it wasn't like his ankle was planted fixed in the field of the turf or whatever and he got rolled up on like a lot of the other guys we see with this so i'm a little bit optimistic that this wasn't nearly as severe as some of the other ones we've seen as evidenced by the fact that he even came back at all yeah no hey get his wife tell his wife to kick his ass into gear for another week and you know, maybe he'll go back out there again just like he did during halftime in this one so danielle there's a lot of things working against tyree kill this week it's the jets matchup there's gonna be Heavy wins. As of right now, the forecast is calling for heavy wins in that game down in Miami. We don't know. He might be on a snap count. But if you have Tyreek Kelly just playing him, right? 
Yeah, there's yeah. no way you're benching him. I mean, it's the first week of the fantasy playoffs as well. Like that, you'd be insane to bench him because you never know. He's ungodly. He's insane, and who knows? Maybe this is like a really big deal, or kind of like we talked about, he's just gonna run out and you know get thirty points or something. So you're not benching him. He's just he's a psycho. I I I don't have a way to label Tyree Kill because he's just he's on a different planet, and you know he's just a whole different realm than everybody else is right now. And not just because of the production he's had on the field. This guy's just a freak. He, he, he is approaching 30 uh, just to let everybody know he's been in the league for a while. You would never guess it because he's still faster than everybody else in the NFL by a mile. It's just, it's incredible what he's been able to do. I hope he is able to go out there. I will say all the teams and I may, I'm not playing against anybody this week, but the, the most of the teams that I may wind up playing for a championship, the most of them have, Shares of Tyreek Hill. So that's, that's, that'll be, it'll be interesting for sure. But hopefully he's out there. I know he's a big fantasy darling. What we got up next? Justin Jefferson and his chest. Yeah. So he got injured on a pretty gnarly hit last weekend. They took him to the hospital more as a precautionary thing than anything to make sure he didn't have any internal damage. Turns out he had a little bit of a bruised ribs and stuff, but nothing serious. He feels a lot better. He got some limited practice in, practices in this week. I think we'll see him. Now, this is a Saturday game, so that doesn't help, but it sounds like he's going to be ready to go and should be available, full participation tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah, he he's he said as much that he'll be ready to go. Um, I don't think that they're going to practice tomorrow since it is a Saturday game. True, yeah. They, they may, I mean, they may have a walkthrough, but yeah. that, would, that would be the extent of it there anyway. Yeah. Uh, it does seem like Justin Jefferson is going to be able to go out there and play. I, I look if you add Justin Jefferson, my, my hats off to you for making the playoffs. Frankly, uh, let's let's be real here because it's he hasn't helped you got in there. That's for sure. And last week he did you no favors either when he got knocked out of that game super early. It's it's just an absolute mess. Danielle, love to get your take on what your expectation is for Justin Jefferson with Nick Mullins because let's remember Nick Mullins is now going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah. Oh, this is hard for me because it has just not been Justin Jefferson a year to say the least. I feel like that's an understatement. So I can't say that my expectations are too high by any means. I think that he can probably put up like an average amount of points for you, hopefully. (laughs) But um, I can't say anything really like super positive and super uplifting because I just don't have that hope in him. and. I'm sorry if you have him. I personally don't, so I'm wiping my hands of that situation. <laughs> uh, just a little quick update. Good God, the Raiders are 42 nothing going in the <laughs> for coming out of that. Yeah. <laughs> I just showed a stat. Aiden O'Connell, four touchdowns in the first half, the most by any player all season. And not one went to Devontae Adams. I just want to throw that in there too. Yeah. Although Adams has okay. 73 yards. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I felt like we needed to, to jump in uh, for that one real fast. Uh, look, Justin Jefferson, I have him as a wide receiver two heading into the week. I'm at wide receiver 15. I don't think those big games that we're used to getting at Justin Jefferson are necessarily on the table unless he makes it happen himself with yards after the catch. Because when you're dealing with Nick Mullins, you're dealing with a guy who loves to check it down, keep it within 10 yards, keep it over the middle of the field. So he's going to have to make some things happen after the catch. Those bigger throws that would have still been available had they stuck with Josh Dobbs 
are going to be kind of off the table. So that's the one downfall with Justin Jefferson, but he's still Justin Jefferson, so he's still going to be in your lineup. Oh, this next one's a personal one. Danielle, ask Brian. I'm afraid of the answer. Oh, I'm so terrified. Chris Olave and his ankle. No! This is a personal one for me too, Dino. Um, I don't know what's going on with Chris Olave. He he was like seemed to be doing fine all year. Has, didn't have like a huge game, maybe one, maybe one. And he's but he's been steady, right? He's been reliable. And then all of a sudden, the last few weeks, he's had like a concussion. He's had the flu, and now he's got this ankle injury. He didn't practice the last two days. This is not looking good. Um, if he can get in at least a limited session, I'm hopeful he'll play. Um, they got the Giants Sunday. We'll see, man. Tomorrow's going to be telling. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, um, I have just like the key announce situation. I have him on my teams that have a buy, <laughs> so I'm hoping he can get he can get right. But this is the problem, Brian. I was going to ask you. There, there's like I couldn't find anything as far as is it a low ankle sprain? Is it a high ankle sprain? They just listed it as an ankle. We have no other details that I could find. I don't. Yeah. Did you find anything? No. I couldn't, and I'm not sure if it matters. Um, <laughs> he's dealing with so much crap the last few weeks. It could be a myriad of things that he's dealing with. The ankle might just be the most recent, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. But the fact that he didn't practice the last two days tells me that it's an acute injury, which means he pr- probably happened this past weekend, and he's probably dealing with some swelling and stuff. So until he's seeing at least a limited session in, it's going to be hard to really predict if he's going to be available. The thought was, I don't know if you saw it, but the thought was that maybe it happened on the touchdown uh, when the linebacker fell on his foot when he scored. Mm. So we'll have, I, I, I don't know if that gives you any kind of insight as to what ankle you think it would be. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm not even going to speculate. I'm looking for anything. I'm looking for any insight. Here. I, just, I just need to know he's back next week. I know. So I do I wonder know. if this is going to be a situation like he and Allen where. Maybe he just needed to take off, needed to take off a week. Because like you said, he's had a things build up over the past three weeks. Maybe he needs a week off, and then he comes back in week 16. I don't know. Very possible. People, I think That's why I say I think tomorrow will be telling. Because I think if he if he can at least get a limited session in tomorrow, I think that's with the anticipation that maybe he'll be ready to play Sunday. If he doesn't do anything tomorrow, then we know for sure he's not playing Sunday. Yeah, that's a tough spot. The other tough thing, too, is that like, like we keyed it out in like the last couple of weeks when he was dealing with the injury. Usually, if he wasn't practicing, the you would they get a beat writer to take note that he's doing something off to the side. Right. None of the beat writers even seen Chris Olave anywhere near the field. So that, that's where it's breaking my heart. <laughs> breaking my heart. Um, I, even if Chris Olave is not out there, Danielle, I know Rashid Shahid's had some big plays this year. Uh, I don't know. Are you going to trust them? You're going to throw them in your lineup? Not planning on it. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep just, it at that. <laughs> yeah, it's just we're we're in the playoffs. I don't DFS. Take a shot. Go ahead, go for it. But yeah. we're in the playoffs. I want guys that I know exactly what kind of volume we're going to get out of people. We have no idea what volume we're going to get out of Rashid Shahid. The problem with him is that while he makes the big plays, the coaching staff doesn't seem to like him because he doesn't do the quote unquote dirty little things. So he wants getting rotated out for guys he never heard of, and that's been part of the problem there too. All right, so who's the next guy on our list? Nico Collins and his calf. This one's personal as well. Mm. Um, he's been a, a superstar for me. People scoffed at me when I took him. And I was laughing at them all season <laughs> until this week. And he was on the sidelines yesterday in practice. Was listed as a limited participant. So he was working with training staff probably and some coaches on the side. Um I, I want to see more, though. 
before I know he's getting in there this weekend. So there's a chance. There's still a chance. And I'm hoping that they took him out of last week's game with this injury because they realized that there was a problem and they didn't want it to get worse or make it worse by keeping them in there and playing through it. So hopefully they're just taking him along slowly, not trying to aggravate this, and we can see him this weekend. Yeah, I hope so, because this guy's been a big key for a lot of people this year. We don't want to see him be out, but at the same time, this is also a a re-aggravation, I guess, the calf issue we had earlier in the season. So I get this is another one where, I mean, Brian, I don't know. My my inclination is I wasn't feeling overly confident about Nico Collins <laughs> being able to go this week, especially with CJ Stroud out. Maybe the Texans just pack it in and say, we'll come back and try to win out the rest of the season. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's uh, possible, too. That's yeah, possible. I wasn't I wasn't feeling great about that one. Uh, Daniel, we already talked about Noah Brown, and that's really the big thing that it would affect. I know he's goosed the last couple of weeks. If Nico Collins is out and everybody else is out, maybe Noah Brown still stays a flex play because it's hard, the ball's got to go somewhere even when Davis Mills is throwing, throwing the football around. So we'll, we'll look at that. But uh, who, who's our next guy here so we can move on? Marquise Brown and his heel. Another heel. Yeah, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, too. Uh, You know, again, not much going on down there. Probably more of a chronic thing that kind of crept up on him. Sounded like he was going to play, and he he did try to play through it um, two weeks ago, and then they had to take him out. He couldn't make it. Then they had a bye week last week, so hopefully the rest did him some good, but he didn't practice yesterday. so. So that may have been just a walkthrough because they're coming off by, I don't know, but we'll have to kind of keep an eye on today. I don't know what he did today and tomorrow. Well, did um, you, did you see his comments today? I did from, not. For Marcus Brown. So he, he said that he's dealing with a heel bruise and that he was able to play through it during the Rams game, but the Steelers game, it was too painful. He wasn't able to play through that. Uh, I think he was marked down as a limited participant in practice today, I believe. Um, so he's, his his plan ultimately ended it with his plan is to try to play this Sunday. So I mean, yeah, I, I mean, so I Gil think Bruce, he will. Your Gil Bruce, what do you think? Um, I mean, you can get a deep tissue bruise down in the heel for sure. There is a lot of protective fatty tissue down there that's actually quite protective. So now, if it's a deep tissue bruise, I mean, that can take several weeks before it feels better, but. You know, you can put some padding in there and offload that part of the heel, and a lot of guys should be able to play through that, though. Okay. All right. Marquise Brown, you heard that? You're getting called out. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Daniel, here, here's the other thing about Marquise Brown, though. Like, this hasn't been good for fantasy. Even with Kyler Murray back, you're hopeful. Like, get a better quarterback, and it still really hasn't panned out. Now he's got a match against San Francisco. I do have him ranked as if he does play. I have him at wide receiver 41. So I don't still, I still don't have him as a starter. I don't know. Do you see this any differently? No, he's, he's not a starter, especially against the 49ers. That is an awful matchup to come back to. If he is in a little bit of pain, that is going to be awful for him because that defense is not something I want to face healthy. So (laughs) I can't imagine going up against them with some heel pain or anything like that. I'm staying away. Okay. I, I forgot Rashid He was actually on our list when I when I asked you a question about him earlier. Um, so what he's I'll just go with this one. He's dealing with a calf and a thigh issue. Oh, Devontae Adams just got into the end zone. How about that? He scored one of the 50,000 touchdowns going on with the Raiders and Chargers game. <laughs> <Unbelievable>. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> just threw me all off. But uh, Brian, so is Rashid Shahi going to play, I guess? So it sounds like he is. He returned to practice yesterday and he was quoted as saying that he doesn't need much time to know if he'll be ready and he's feeling pretty good. And that's what the feeling around the team was. So I think we'll see him. 
Okay. Uh, who's our last receiver, Danielle? Dontavian Wicks and his high ankle. Uh, this doesn't sound good. Um, a high ankle sprain where the player is telling you that his ankle is quote unquote messed up. That's never good. Uh, he didn't practice yesterday, probably did not practice today. I couldn't find that information, but I don't think he's going to be available this weekend. Put, put into the fact that Christian Watson sounds like he is going to be back um, and ready to play and that his hamstring issue wasn't anything serious. It was kind of just aggravated. So I don't think we're going to see Wicks. Yeah, it's really kind of a shame because he could be a sneaky little third receiver here on a Packers team. That, I know they didn't play great on Monday, but you were expecting the rebound with the way they had been playing up until that week with Christian Watson likely out again. Uh, that's why I didn't even put him on his list. It's pretty much a given Christian Watson's going to be out this week. So it was kind of a shame to see there. But more for Jaden Reed. Danielle, I have Jaden Reed. I'm locking him in as a top 20 wide receiver this week with the kind of usage he's been seeing. What, what, have, you, what have you seen out of Jaden Reed lately? Yeah, with that usage that we've seen and him, I feel like kind of coming out of nowhere, first of all, um, I think that easily could be a valuable pickup this week, especially with the injuries on their team. And I really do trust Jordan Love. I didn't think I was going to, but after the season, he's proven the kind of quarterback that he can be. So I know the kind of passes that he can throw and I know he can get the ball to him. So I feel pretty comfortable putting him starting him really yeah i mean he's like debo samuel light right now because he's getting involved in the, in the rushing game as well so it's yeah definitely a great matchup here against tampa bay too make sure you take advantage of that all right so let's get to our tight ends To add insult to injury real quick, the Devontae Adams gets his touchdown from Jacoby Myers throwing him the football, not Aiden O'Connell. Just wanted to throw that out. I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who's the first tight end we got on the list? We have Taysom Hill with a foot and hand injury. Yeah, um, it sounds like the foot is actually more of a problem for him than the hand, uh, but he did return to practice in a limited fashion this week. And um, while for some, this isn't usually a good sign for him, I think we will see him. If he can increase his reps tomorrow, I think we'll see him ready for this weekend. He seems to play through a lot of uh, injuries over the course of his career, and this one doesn't seem to be too serious. I think they just gave him a little time to take a breather last week. I'm going to put this out there right now. If there's no Chris Olave this week, and Taysom Hill is good to go, he will be a top 12 tight end for me this week because I know they're going to go to him. I just know it. And Alvin Kamara will still be an RB1, but we'll just have to lower expectations a little bit. But uh, (laughs) Danielle, I mean, unless you have one of these elite tight ends, can you even keep Taysom Hill out of your lineup as as crazy as, you know, his volatility is from a week-to-week basis? Um, I mean, yeah, it's he's available right now in probably most of the weeks out there. And if your tight end situation is not doing too great, which a lot of the times it's not, <laughs> I would consider putting him on your roster for this week, especially because, like you said, if Olave is out, I would feel feel okay starting him. Um, just knowing also the ceiling that he has and knowing the ceiling that a lot of tight ends have this year. 
Okay. Uh, I agree. And uh, the good news, going back to this Thursday night game real fast, this crazy Thursday night game, if you played Josh Palmer because Keenan was out in hopes that he would give you something, he just got a 79-yard touchdown. So, you know what? It only takes one catch, and sometimes it's all you need. So you lucked out there. <laughs> uh, who's our last player to talk about? Darren Waller and another hamstring injury. Yeah, so he's been out of action since week eight on IR. And it sounds like uh, he's ready to step back on the field. He's just waiting for the Giants to open up that 21-day practice window. Today. That was official. Was they, yeah, he didn't practice yesterday, so it sounded like today was going to be the day. Yeah, He's confident that he can get back out on the field soon, so we'll have to see. I don't think it's going to be this weekend, obviously. But um, maybe I don't next know. weekend, we'll his see. comments today was that his plan was to play this week. That, 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 uh, okay, well, that, that would be surprising out. because, again, until we see a guy get a full... <laughs> Full reps in, man. I am very right. skeptical about these hamstring guys. No, it's totally fair. But I was like, I saw him get his 21-day window activated. Yeah. He's talking about playing this weekend. So I'm like, oh, I well, got go The Giants might have other ideas about that. He might be ready, but I don't know if they uh, feel the same. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, I, yeah, it's it, depending upon, I guess, what's going on with him. And the Giants, believe it or not, are actually back in the playoff race because that's how bad the seventh seed is for the NFC right now. But yeah. uh, they need another weapon. They need I mean, you might see him split some time out there, get some snaps, you know, um, yeah, just to test just it out. Who knows? But I'm not, I'm not sure we're going to see a tremendous amount of volume coming from him. It was enough momentum. I had to put him at least. I don't have him in a ranking position where you'd actually play him, but I had to at least put him back in there and give a preliminary yeah. uh, projection. So Darren Waller might be on his way back. If you've been holding him this entire time. If yeah. it's not this week, maybe have him week 16, 17 to offer you some tight end help there too. Daniel, I don't know how how confident we'd be in playing Darren Waller, but let's let's say he is back, he is fully healthy. Let's say this is next week. Let's say it's week sixteen. Uh, is Darren Waller top twelve tight end in your mind with this Giants team right now? Top twelve, yes. Okay, I think higher than that, it gets a little bit iffy. Um, but like we kind of talked about with the Giants and all that they're going through this year. I'll say that in the nicest way I can. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts getting some more volume. Obviously the injury was not great. Hamstring injury is never good. Like we always talk about, but they do desperately need a weapon. And I think it could be, he could easily come back full force. So um, I wouldn't feel the worst about that, but definitely top 12, I would say. This is how bad they need a weapon. They got Wandale Robinson involved, and I actually had to pick him up in a league just in case I have to actually play him. That that's that's where we're at right now with all these injuries. Brian, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Invaluable as always. What do you got coming up? What do we need to check out? Yeah, so you know, um, here with you, Dan, of course, every Thursday evening, and then TSS Fantasy Fridays and Sundays with Fantasy Sports Corps. We've got the blog inside the medical tent with myself and Andrew LaDuke. That is on the website at theinjuredlist.com. Find follow me on Twitter at InjuredListPod, where you get some daily updates and commentary from myself. And then um got some merch I'm I'm pushing too. I think did I show you the shirt last week? You did. Limping yeah, ain't easy. It. Yeah. It's uh it's up on the website. The link is there. Check it out. We'll try and get some more stuff up too as the season winds down here and we head to the off season. And then we got a new episode of the podcast dropping next week uh, with an awesome dude named Jeremy Swick. He was the former curator at the Pro Football and College Football Hall of Fame, and uh, he shared with us some awesome stories about 
some memorabilia and his experiences in dealing with Hall of Fame players and getting them inducted. So it's kind of cool stuff. A little bit off the beaten path from what we normally do, but it's a cool episode. I encourage you guys to check it out. I'll be releasing that next week. Very, very cool. We look forward to that. Make sure you guys give it a listen. Give it a follow. Injured List Podcast, one of the best around in the business, Mr. Brian Scott. Danielle, where can we follow you at? What do you got going up? Yeah, you guys can follow me at Instagram at Danielle underscore dub and then on Twitter at Danielle Dubois. And to be honest, I have nothing coming up. I'm going on a break, a very well-needed break. Well-deserved um, break. Yes, and I think I have my last few days here at the internship, and I'll post whatever I have from there on Twitter and social media. Love it. Love it. Guys, make sure you give us a subscription on our YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that bell notification. We got videos coming out to you all throughout the weekend. We'll be back on the Sunday night at 1030 with our heroes and zeros and observational notes to recap the action from week 10 or week 10, geez, week 15 and going into week 16 for next week. We'll be back next Wednesday at 930 with the Operation Domination full preview episode with all of your fantasy football player prop and game betting analysis of course we'll be back here next thursday at 9 30 as well it's playoff time don't miss a beat we're trying to win some championships it's the time of the year to be happy and all i want for christmas is five championships that's all that's all i want for christmas you guys (laughs) you guys good luck this weekend we'll see you real soon